This is the Private Practice Workshop Podcast with John Clark, episode 23. Today's episode is sponsored by Practice Solutions. Too many therapists out there try to do everything involved in keeping their practice running. I see this all the time in in the work that I do with therapists across the country. Working this way just keeps you so overwhelmed and, and it really prohibits you from being able to grow your business to the level where it could be. So I trust Practice Solutions with all of my business coaching clients and anyone that I work with through Private Practice Workshop because I know they're going to be in fantastic hands with Jeremy and his team. So working with Practice Solutions, again, is really going to enable you to step back from your business, focus on the big picture, focus more on uh, running the business rather than just working in it and go from being a business operator to a true business owner. You can get in touch with Practice Solutions for all of your billing needs by going to practicesoul.com forward slash John. That's practice, S-O-L, as in solutions, practicesoul.com forward slash John. All right, today we have another great episode for you, sitting down with my good friend Kelly Higdon of Zinimi and of Business School Bootcamp. I just can't say enough good things about Kelly. Um, Ever since I've known her, she has helped me in so many different ways, both personally and professionally. Um, I have not met an entrepreneur as gifted as her probably in my life. So um, I think the world of her, and I think you're going to get a lot out of today's episode. All right, let's dive in. Right, Kelly Higdon, welcome to the show. Um, we were just laughing before the episode because I didn't plan anything for you. <laughs> that's all right. Um, because apparently that's just how I roll or, or that's how I roll with you. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So we were also talking about, um, I was just amazed at the fact that you have been you have gone into your hairdresser and just said whatever whatever you're feeling to the right. hairdresser and let them just do their thing, whether it's a color or something. And I'm really amazed by that. <laughs> I just think that's incredible. And hopefully we can talk about that for the next hour. Well, she's the expert, right? She went to school for that. She can look at my head. She can see the parts of my head that I can't even see. She knows like how my hair pattern works and everything. She knows my skin tone and she can figure out what would be awesome. I mean, she doesn't want me to look crappy. She wants me to look great. So I do trust her and but, but what makes if, her the expert. What if, she, what if she ruined your life? Just what if? It's hair. <laughs> it's hair. Put oh, a hat on, wear a wig, or shave it off. Like, it's just hair. That's solid. I feel like that's a, that's that's a, a good enough lesson for today. How we can apply that in our businesses. I mean, well, when I got a mohawk, I had a moment of like, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. But then I liked it. Was and it, was it the same hairdresser that gave you the mohawk? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's I've amazing. had her for years now. So yeah. Mm-hmm. With I've, blue streaks. I've never trusted someone so fully with my own hair, but maybe that says more about me than. And, than Aren't you about to get you. married, John Clark? I am, and I don't. I haven't chosen the hair 
dresser for my precious hair. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> Which is really stressful because right now I just go, I go to the same place, but it's someone different every time and it's a bit of a wild card. Mm-hmm. Most of the time it's okay. Every now and then um, it's not great and I mm-hmm. fixate on it <laughs> for like the next two and a half weeks and I can't always wear a hat to work. I could, but I think clients would be like, dude, what's what's going on? You just really like the San Francisco Giants today or something? Um, well, see, I think this kind of goes back to our human nature to focus on things that many people don't care about or even notice about us, yep. you know? It's the spotlight effect. Do you think your, do you think your clients are like, what happened to that? His hair. I mean, I've been in session with pink hair and my clients haven't noticed because they are really? so focused. Yeah, because they're so... I would think they would all notice though because they stare at no. your face every week for an but hour. When, but they're not... But they're focused on themselves and their story. Like one time... Yeah, when I shaved my head, I remember I shaved half half my head, right? It took a client like three weeks to figure it out. <laughs> But it, and, and that's good to me. It's like, good. It's not about me. We're talking about you focused on you and you know, so it's interesting because I also feel like at the same time, clients really want, um, your approval. And they also, let's say, or even when a client makes a change in their own appearance, I think they're often really aware of the fact of whether you, whether you've noticed it or not, whether you've mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. So, so do, what do you, you do? see do me? You, do you mention it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whew, good to know. It was, well, it was questionable days. there for a while. <laughs> I know. Some people wonder. Glad we cleared that up on the show today. <laughs> well, the podcast is over yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good show. We'll see you guys next week. Um, man, well, so I met Kelly Higdon, and she told this story when I was on her podcast recently. I didn't know that this was our meeting, but... It was on the internet, and um, Joe Sanok had made a post about California, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the two of you love going back and forth about it, as if you're ever going to reach a mutual agreement about mm-hmm. <laughs> which what is superior. Um, and I made a joke about calicentrism, which is um, I don't know if it's a term out there, but I I like took credit <sighs> for it when I moved to California. It's uh-huh. this like how babies go through egocentrism egocentrism when they're um, developing and they can't believe that anything else outside of them exists. <laughs> and I made a joke about that. What, but do you not see the irony that you came up with a Cali-centric term and you're like, I came up with it? That's a little egocentric. <laughs> I, I entirely agree. <laughs> That's why I'm too afraid to even Google it because I know I'm going to find that someone else already said it. And I'll be like, darn. <clears throat> So that was our that was our first meeting. I'm like, yeah, that's a, your first impression. <laughs> yeah, piss someone off and offend the place that they live, and then and then form a friendship. <laughs> it's so, all right. <laughs> I guess Kelly forgave me, or she's still working through it. I'm um, still working through it. <laughs> she's still working through it, and I actually love California, especially now that I'm not living there. I. I have to admit, I miss it. So mm. I'm probably Cali centric in my own way. Um, because yeah, mm. there isn't any place like it. Yeah. So we met online first. Yeah. So we, we met there. I made a stellar first impression and then we met in person on a school bus at Slowdown school, um, um, last this past summer in Northern Michigan. 
Mm, that was fun. That was a, that was a good time. Well, what what have you been up to lately? I think uh, a lot of people know who you are. They know they know about Zinimi. They know about Business School Boot Camp. A lot of them are probably boot campers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so people know that about you. Um, what what else is going on with you? Well, this past year, I had the opportunity to slow down school where we met. And also Miranda, who's my business partner, was Zinimi. Um, we did a year-long um, intensive with um, in-person events called Project Rebel. And in the past, we'd also done Most Awesome Conference with um, Joe Sanic. And I've just been kind of sorting out what I really enjoy about coaching and my style. It's funny, like, to have been doing this for what feels like a long time, I guess seven, eight years and to still be thinking about, okay, like where, who am I now? Um, where are my strengths? What sets me apart? And so that's been kind of what I've been focusing on. And this next year, Miranda and I are taking on more of our own individual clients and, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so it's funny, right? Like to be the person who teaches about niche and all of those things. And I myself being kind of multi-passionate do struggle with it. And, you know, it gives me great empathy for my clients when they're like, I don't know who I like working with. I like working with so many people and I really understand it. So, I feel like there's benefit in my own struggle too for when I'm helping others. Mm -hmm. And so it's just been a lot of personal reflection and, and sorting through because we both, we all grow as people and we gain knowledge and yeah. And trying to assimilate that into how to pass that knowledge on to others is important to think about. There, there's a lot of pressure to have it all figured out, right? Um, <clears throat> and we feel that um, in, as therapists in private practice, uh, and then we um, we can feel that as coaches or consultants or whatever else it is you're doing. Um, <clears throat> how do you how do you personally kind of deal with that sense of like needing to have it figured out? Well, I think partly it comes from <clears throat> excuse me, where what drives that. Is it a need to, who am I proving myself to? <laughs> like, am, is it a need for approval? Uh, is it just my discomfort with the unknowing, which is a fact of life? Like, being okay with not knowing everything is, is an important skill, sure. in my opinion. Um, I, I've had to kind of drown out a lot of noise. I know there's so many groups on Facebook and so many conversations. I try to not participate in a whole lot because it just diverts my attention and can kind of overwhelm me. Um, and so, you know, keeping good people close to me that can reflect back what they see, both good and things that need improvement, um, people that I really trust, um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but... Can you say more about <clears throat> drowning out the noise, um, even as it relates to things like 
uh, some of the, the very popular Facebook groups that are out there and all the ways we could be spending our time trying to right. stay involved, stay present, be active on Facebook, whatever that means, and how that's going to help my business. And also, uh, yeah, how, how do you do that? Well, I think um, you could ask 20 people in a room, you know, I see this in a Facebook group, should I have a Psychology Today profile? And yeah. you'll get like 20 different answers. Yeah. It really comes down to knowing yourself. Sure. And that's been a lot of, like, you and I have talked about this some too, like that's been a lot of the work that I like doing with people, um, kind of integrating some of that more life coaching, self-reflection stuff, because mm -hmm. the, like I've been saying for years, your business is a mirror. And it's really there reflecting back parts of yourself. Um, and I think that that's one way is I just focus on me. Mm -hmm. and understanding myself and really following what sounds fun or easy. Um, for example, like thinking more about my coaching, I, in the struggle to discover my niche, decided to just be vulnerable about it um, because I do coach other businesses outside of therapists. And so, and that's just been by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm known as a psychotherapist coach, but also I enjoy the other stuff too. So I was trying to sort it out and I decided I really like Instagram. It's what I really enjoy and it's visual. It's also got content and copy attached mm -hmm. to it if you want. Sure. And so I've just been sorting it out over there and not building a list yeah. and not doing all the things because if I'm going to do any of those things, I really want to be clear about why. Yeah. And if it's because someone told me to, that's usually not good enough. Mm -hmm. So I know it, I've kind of been bucking the system a little bit because in Zinimi, Miranda and I do have the list and an Instagram sure. and a Twitter and a Facebook. And we've gotten that down and automated. So it's, it's easier, but to replicate that doesn't make sense because now for this service, that's being a little bit more niched. I want the strategy to be more simple and I could talk to tons of other marketing gurus and they would be like, you need a list. But right now, I don't want one <laughs> and I'm okay with that. And I think that's one of the things I discover in boot camp. People come in with a lot of like, I should, but I don't want yeah, to. And they yeah, feel guilt and everywhere. shame. Yeah, yeah. And they feel guilt and shame about it. Like it's that fear of missing out. Like well, for a so lot of them, it ends up being, so I feel like social media becomes that thing for therapists, especially therapists who are early on and somewhere in the ether, they heard or felt like, oh crap, if I don't have a Facebook for my private practice with 39 likes on it, then I'm not doing it all or I need to spend more time on Facebook. There's just, there's a lot of those myths out there and they, per, they yeah. perpetuate anxiety among right. practice owners. And they don't know if you ask them why or why are you spending so much time, you know, creating a Pinterest for your private practice. They, a lot of them couldn't explain why. Um, and but it does, I think it does come down to getting quick answers from people or even going back to the Facebook group thing. I think it's really interesting how you're right. If, if I were to go in there today and say, 
new to private practice, should I have psychology today or not? I'll get 20 responses and most of them are definitive. And, and I think what people won't say is it depends or let's talk more yes. or um, let's try it and see if it works for you. Something like that. Um, I mean, I, I made a little, a little passing comment the other day on a thread on Facebook. I'm guilty of spending too much time there, but I'm working on that actually following your lead. <laughs> But there was someone who said, I can't, I'm so stressed, I'm so anxious, I can't choose a niche. What should I do? How do I choose a niche? And I just, just to throw it out there, I just said, then don't choose one, right? Mm -hmm. um, how about just not, right? Just be really good at what you do or just work on your branding without that for now. Um, if it's that hard to choose a niche, why are you doing it, right? Um, I think, I, I, I don't know. So I just... I think there are a lot of things we just take as implicit that I've got to have a niche. I've got to have psychology today profile. I've got to be on Facebook, whatever it is, all these givens of, of private practice that just continue to get perpetuated. And in reality, it's so specific to who you are and where you live and what you want out of your practice and out of your life. Well, and I think what you said was sort of interesting, sort of like that quick fix. I'm just going to ask somebody and have someone tell me what to say do yes or no. Yeah. Right. And that leaves you satiated for a moment. But, you know, just like anytime you eat a Twinkie, you're going to be hungry <laughs> a little later. <laughs> you know, it tastes great. Well, it doesn't to me, but to some people it tastes great. <laughs> and then it it's over. Great. And then, you know, you're wanting more. And right. what it is, is an avoidance of the real work. Well, and it's an avoidance of learning how things are built. So it's kind of like, um, <clears throat> I don't know, it's kind of like fixing one part of the house it's kind of like fixing the siding on the house but also not knowing what's what's behind the siding knowing like what holds up a wall well yeah the whole thing rests on a foundation and that's you and that's the work is knowing you like if you can't pick a niche then it comes back to you you got to figure out what makes you amazing let me ask How you this you yeah. let me ask you this do we all have to have a niche your and also, do we have to do we have to choose whether we say niche or niche? I want to get I want to clear that up right now, once and for all. <laughs> now this is me and Miranda's. Oh no! Right? Did I dig into something? No, no. She says niche, and I say niche. <laughs> I say niche because I feel fancier and I feel like I'm European or something. Because you're egocentric. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no! She's got me cornered. Yeah, see, no, Kelly can okay. build you up and break you down at the same time. It's what makes her an amazing coach. Okay, do you have to pick women, <clears throat> men, transgender, anxiety, depression? No, but your niche is you. How is so how you are do, you a niche though? In, in yeah, what makes yourself? you unique about your service? And don't tell me I listen well. Like, well, how um, <laughs> is what is the experience of being in a room with you? What is it that your skill set is? Like really understanding yourself and what you bring to the table, then that's your niche. So a, a niche is not necessarily, I see teenage girls with um, eating disorders. No, that can come later. Um, and if you have like a passion for working with that, then awesome. But at the root of even those things, at the root of all of those little topics and areas of interest is you. It's amazing because Be we so generally equate niche with specialty. Because and you're it's, telling me it's not. 
I think and at the end of the day, it's not. It's a nice entry point to get to that place. So I, I think sometimes it's a lot to ask somebody to start at the deep level. So I will say, like, is there something you're interested in? Is there a person that you want to speak to? Is there more of a kind of client that you want to come in? You know, and so they'll start there. And then from that, they learn more about themselves. For example, I was coaching a client who um, finally just kind of accepted that they love short-term therapy. (laughs) And that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. But when you're surrounded by a bunch of like psychodynamic therapists, it can make you feel like, am I doing something wrong? You know, but owning like I... I'm saying like a lot. It's driving me nuts. Um, <laughs> owning that piece of this is how I love to work. Sure. That is going to attract a certain kind of client. But that sounds like a specialty to me in a way. That that already yeah, sounds because it's like I'm a specialist that. in short-term therapy. That doesn't necessarily right. say anything about who I am. It does. <clears throat> you work very direct, very quickly. You. This is about how you how you are in the room. So how would you, how would you market that? How, and how are you helping this client market that? Put it into so words. We, so we talked brand. about the attraction of that and who is attracted to that. Mm-hmm. So in terms of, you know, maybe for example, I'm trying to remember if it was trauma or couples or something like that, but let's say it was people who have been through something pretty significant in their lives you know, you've had this big thing happen in your life sure. and you're not wanting to delve down and repeat it, the story and hash it out because it feels so painful. You know, you're at mm-hmm. the place where you're just wanting some relief. You're wanting to know that your life isn't going to be falling apart forever and that you can pick yourself back up and this can make you stronger and better for it. You're wanting to find the silver lining. And you want to do that quickly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I offer X, Y, Z, you know, <laughs> like that's sure. how when I work with clients, I, this is my process. This is how I help. So it's just speaking to that, like the desire of the client. I think, you know, you're not, you know, you'll see this where people are, are I'm very interactive and some people, this is where people get confused of like, am I more of a coach or more of a therapist? But their style is more in their directive. So you speak to someone who's wanting that. Yeah. Right. Just like whatever services you offer, John, you Mm -hmm. speak to them as that's what the client's wanting. Mm -hmm. And they're wanting that kind of person with that kind of knowledge. So I think it is knowing yourself and knowing how you work and what gives you joy and what feeds your soul. And if you're not sure yet, then you got to start exploring that. And start doing some deeper reflection and trying new things and seeing what works and what doesn't. Because if we're all just waiting for every single action to be 100% guaranteed, you're never going to take any action. So let's let's bring this back to you. Um, Uh-oh. Because you're interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why? <laughs> well, you're, oh, dear. The, you're the person of interest of the show today. Oh, um, okay. <clears throat> but no, in all, in all seriousness... Um, something I noticed about you and when I saw you 
coaching for the first time and experience your coaching, I, I understood what makes you different, at least from where I was sitting, which is that a lot of coaches um, who help therapists in private practice, they load them up with an incredible amount of technical knowledge. And they kind of, I think, go into it assuming that this therapist just doesn't know how to do X, Y, and Z. They don't know how to do email marketing or finances or use QuickBooks or whatever it is. And so we jump to that, I think, almost in a way to prove our value, that we're really valuable as coaches. Yeah. We're loading you up with all this stuff. <laughs> and I saw a lot of opportunities to do that when when uh, you were coaching at Sloan School and I saw you kind of resist those opportunities and dig deeper with people in a way yeah. that it would you really spoke to the heart of people and it shook them up at times it got them yeah. in touch with what is the real question here is it really about running the numbers is it really about what you believe about your worth do you belong here do you do you belong as a therapist like you got you you dug into people like that um, and then, but you can also do the technical part as well. Like, it, like yeah. clearly you can do that. So how did you come to that? Um, or have <laughs> you always just been that gifted? <laughs> I mean, thank you. Um, I appreciate that reflection and I'm working on receiving that. <laughs> yep. I need you to receive it. I know. Um, it's partly who I am is like, I, I've always been kind of the person who just is a bit more direct in getting to the heart of the matter, I think. And with some maturity, I'm still learning. Um, I mean, that's developed over time. Sometimes I would go too quickly, you know, I'd push yeah. where. And why was that happening? Soon. Why were you going too quickly or too soon? What was, what was pressing you to do that? I think I just get excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, that's it's just like if you think of a young person who has new knowledge, they get really passionate and they're excited and they're not picking up on some of the cues. And so I've, be I've become better about that over time. And then with the technical stuff, I've had my own learning curves. I mean, I'm pretty honest in boot camp about like when it comes to finances um, yesterday I met with my financial advisor and I was like, this is my second year where I feel like I finally get it. <laughs> like <laughs> I've overpaid taxes. I've yeah. like freaked out about all sorts of things. I've, I've like messed up EIN numbers. I don't know. And yeah. I just keep leaning in and learning until I get it. Um, so business is business in a lot of ways. Like whether I have a friend who does like a million a week, <laughs> you know, uh -huh. but still has the same issues as a therapist who's yeah. like, you know, struggling. They people just avoid stuff. And so you got to understand why. Like you can provide a solution, but that doesn't deal with what drives the block, yeah. you know? So I think they go hand in hand. And that's why I've been kind of focusing more on like, ther you know, therapy for your business kind of approach. Yeah, I think that sense of um, just hanging in there and figuring things out. And like you said, you had your own learning curve with the technical stuff in running a business. Um, I think that's in a way what probably also differentiates the ability to coach others, right? Is that you have 
kind of a tolerance for not knowing, or at least you kind of work on that tolerance of not knowing versus I think some therapists get stuck quickly and they get, they feel helpless and they put their hands up and they go, this isn't for me. I shouldn't have left the agency or whatever it is. So yeah, I, I think and I say this a lot, but so much of success in private practice has to do with just being steadfast um, and kind of riding those lows and um, mitigating your own anxiety around every corner. And if you can do that, I think you'll you'll figure out something that works for you. And it might look completely different from what you learned from your coach or from your online course or whatever it is you, you learned. But um, yeah, and so you had that own process, your own process for that as well, in terms of um, becoming a coach and figuring out um, how you really want to work with clients. Right. I mean, not it's never always been a perfect fit, and so it's figuring out who I work best with and what I really enjoy. Same kind of thing, like in practice, uh, in private practice, and I think to speak to what you were saying about, it's not always going to look like what you know, I coach or what you learn from a course. I think that's one thing that can be, uh, frustrating about boot camp in some ways, because we do kind of take the approach of here are your options, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you I get to, you to decide. decide for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because when you're creating your own thing, it's beautiful, but it can also feel isolating. It feels like, you're breaking a mold or breaking the rules, you know, being the bad kid or whatever. Well, some people just want to know, they just want someone to tell them you're doing this right, or this is good. You're on the right track. Keep doing it. I I approve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm amazed at how often that comes up with my own coaching clients where, um, yeah, therapists have known what to do all along. Are they coming into it? They've known what to do for years and we start talking about what's getting in the way. Why aren't you doing it? And then a week later, they've done half the items on their list and they come back and they do want to be seen and acknowledged for that. And I, I love that. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. And I think we all need that. I need that just as much as, uh, as anyone. Yeah. Um, so I, it's just, it's just interesting. And it's amazing what I think coaching can unlock for, for therapists and business owners that was already inside of them. And in that regard, the whole thing is super humanistic at, um, at the heart of it, right? Just, and has this incredible parallel to therapy in that we really, if you're a true humanist or if you've, you're a person centered in some way, you believe in trust that this person has inside of them the abilities to navigate and overcome their own challenges, right? Yes. With some help. Rather than, yeah. I'm the almighty coach, I'm going to show you how to do email marketing in seven steps to hit six figures, and then your life should be golden and all of your issues and your marital problems <laughs> and your... <laughs> mm. You know, you're oh, if only if email funnel solved all of that. <laughs> I might work on yeah, that. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you let me know how that goes. I will. <laughs> yeah, I think I the answers are within. I mean, yeah, there's some technical knowledge you don't know, but that can be taught. Yeah, it's the it's the the purpose, the why, the. Yeah where to focus, that's actually within you. It's just having someone help sort out the noise. Um, And that's what I love to do. That's pretty golden. I think that's worth a lot. I dig it. (laughs) 
<laughs> I, would hope so. I would hope so. Um, we've covered a lot of ground today, and I'm pretty pleased with myself that I didn't bring an agenda. And <laughs> I think we entertained the masses. You think so? Well, we'll find out. Well, I'll let you know how your numbers are for this episode. Oh, then, geez, I don't. Then want you it. can truly know your worth. <laughs> oh joking. my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's. I just think it's great. I think you're great, and. I love hearing about the different pivots you've made in your business and your life and the ones that you're making right now. It's been really kind of, I don't know, it's just been neat. I really appreciate being able to see that and also being someone who has looked up to you for years and also just getting to know you on a more personal level and being like, yeah, like everyone's going through their own process. Everyone's figuring it out. And (laughs) Uh, you know, but also like lean into it, lean into that discomfort, lean into not knowing um, that. I feel like that's what I'm kind of noticing and kind of learning from you by just, just, just kind of, you know, keeping in touch as you make moves and transitions and deal with things. Um, it's just been really neat. Well, thank you for those that don't know, like we do text sometimes and John, John will ask like how it's going. I'll be really honest. <laughs> I'm like, today was not a good day. <laughs> like, um, I'm really struggling with like trying to figure some things out. So, I mean, we're all in it together really. And just when you think, Oh, I've got this <laughs> new, a new opportunity to work through your stuff comes up. So <laughs> that's it. So for, (laughs) I really, I'm always telling you how good your Instagram posts are. And I'm so serious that they are. (laughs) I Uh, end up reading pretty much all of them. Um, and I'm, I'm just really digging them. And I also don't know how you do the little asterisk and space it out. I tried to do that on my own. Oh, I can tell you. Okay. That'd be sick. Okay. So, um, I write it in notes on my phone or... Uh. And then you can put in the formatting because the way Instagram reads, you hit your period, you don't leave a space, you hit enter, you put your asterisks enter, just don't put spaces. And then it'll kind of separate them out. Does that make sense? If you learn nothing else today, (laughs) you learn how to do nifty spacing on Instagram. And I think that's worth gold. I call it microblogging on Instagram. I don't know yes. what other people call right. it, but that's where my blog is. It's not on my website. If you go to my website, it'll say, you can learn from me on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's like the opposite of what most people do. I know. <laughs> and it's great. It's probably bad SEO. No, and it's not. All well, it's all on our, we're all on our phones. So uh, yeah. I think it's sweet. So what's your Instagram handle so people can look it up right now? Unless it's you're Kelly Hig- It's Kelly Higdon Coaching. Love it. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> Love it. Um, Yeah, I was expecting more, but that's it. Um, (laughs) It's Kelly Hayden Coaching. For a limited time offer, you can get this product and that product for $29 off. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Well, this has been a blast. Um, What what do you have going on right now that you want to tell folks about, and how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, Miranda and I are launching my awesome year. It's a year long coaching program. 
And I work with my clients every week. We do online coaching uh, an hour a month. And then we have support built in every week. And then we have some other fun in-person things planned for it as well. So I'm excited about that. It starts December 1st. And if people are interested... I'll give you the link. There's a bit.ly, but it's like a 2018. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then how, how can folks get in touch with you? Should they, yeah. Where should they find you? Yeah. If you're in private practice, so you're looking for help with that stuff, you can find us at ZinniMe. And if you want to learn more about me, I have kellyhigdon.com. You can just awesome. Google Kelly Higdon and you'll Do see it. the option. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Kelly, thanks for being here. I so appreciate you. And um, I'll probably text you later today with some shenanigans. Who knows? I know some new music. Sounds good. Right. I'll work on it. All right. Thanks. Hope you have a good day. You too. All right. Thanks as always for being here. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Again, today's episode is brought to you by Practice Solutions Billing Company. If you want to get billing off of your plate and really be able to scale up your business, you need to get in touch with this team. Head on over to practicesoul.com forward slash John to get started. Again, practice soul, that's practice sol.com forward slash John to get started. All right, that's it for this time. I'll see you next time.